Episode 25, Never Feed Them After Midnight. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. Hey! And welcome back to the games we play. I am Brian. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 25, Never Feed Him After Midnight. Probably people will get the reference, hopefully, to the, the classic movie, The Gremlins. Yes. And uh, the main character, or I guess not the main character, but the main gremlin, if you will, is uh, Gizmo, which this week we're reviewing Gizmos. I know, kind of a stretch, but uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's like seven shades of Kevin Bacon, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it all comes around full circle. Yeah, it sure does. Well, we got a lot uh, in store for you. We got our usual what's on your table, uh, you know, hate, love or hate. And then uh, we're reviewing gizmos like we talked about. It's a fun game. I really enjoy yeah. uh, engine building. You know, I'm a big sucker for engine building. Uh, so it should be should be a lot of fun. Um so, Chris, this weekend we got Cardboard Caucus. It's the local gaming convention in Des Moines area. It's the first year for yes. it, actually. Inaugural. And, and uh, it's kind of getting a little buzz around. I guess it, they've been on like a lot of different media outlets locally talking about it and seeing it on Facebook a lot. Um, so that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, it is. It, I, I really uh, hope that a, a game convention really takes on in... Um, Des Moines. Des Moines a large enough city that it should should have one, should house one. I mean, we've had uh, Fields of Honor, which is the longest one, but that's more of historical miniatures and miniature type based. Um, there are some role playing games and, and like I, I ran Blitz Bowl and did some other stuff, but um, that's it's been always pretty small. And then there's that uh, uh, MuseCon that they uh, try to do, and I want to say that's been over. Hasn't that been over Mother's Day weekend? I didn't, last even, couple years. I, I didn't even know that existed. Oh, yeah. They, they've had it on North uh, Side Merle Hay area um, the last couple of years. And I know oh. they bounced around dates a little bit. Uh, I've tried to go to it a few times. And I think I want to say Corey may have. But uh, that's again, that's uh, that really hasn't taken on. Um, but it's it that's just only a couple of years. But uh, sounds like this cardboard caucus has really got the momentum and and backing. And I think this is more board games where the others were kind of miniatures. Based. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a board game one, yeah. and, yeah. and and they do have RPGs there because our right. our friend Joe from the Deltan. I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing about him. Uh, great guy I'm though. Not. <laughs> or not yeah. um but he, he's actually running the rpg section for cardboard caucus which is pretty cool yeah um, so yeah they're gonna have a big footprint there and i think they're bringing in somebody from omaha that has yeah. like a thousand plus games for a game library so should be a lot of fun to be able to play now we were supposed to meet up friday but uh chris canceled on us um and so emily and i are going friday and i think you're going sunday possibly um and then neither of us going saturday right. just because uh uh, Saturdays are a little hard for our schedules, but yeah. So we'll, we'll see on Friday. It all depends when uh, that situation. My daughter, uh, my second daughter, is a senior, and she's getting uh, recognized for running cross country at the football game. And so we just found out it was senior night. So we're gonna go. I'm gonna walk her out on the track, and we'll see if uh, Jamie and I are able to sneak away after everything's done, and maybe come join you. It depends how late you're gonna be out there. Yeah, cool. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Uh, so that we have that coming up. Obviously, we're still playing a lot of games and 
Um, still making it through our busy time. So to be honest, this is like our busiest time for yeah. you and I. And the and even the fact that we're getting this recorded and that we're playing games still is it's pretty fantastic. So, um, yeah. So it's been great. A lot of fun. So even our busy times are playing a lot of games. So um, hard, to, hard to complain about that, right? Can never complain about playing games. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's get moved on. Um, let's talk about what's been on our table. All right, this week's What's on Your Table. Chris, you want to go ahead and start it off and talk about what uh, what games have been on your table? Sure. Or game yeah. that's been on your table? Game. Oh, I uh, got to play some uh, miniatures games over at Fields of Honor and started off with uh, Full Thrust, which is a uh, space um, tactical ship um, game battle game. And you basically get on a six by four field and you've got these sheets that deals with your fleets and it does ship damage and weapon systems and little boxes for this. And it's a D6 type game and you measure it out. And But uh, what was really cool, Tom and Otto were the two uh, gentlemen that ran it. And Tom has a 3D printer and he printed out all the ships from various movies and TV shows. So you got Orville and Star Trek and uh, Rebel um, ships from Star Wars and Empire ships from there. And he printed, I played, I played, oh my gosh, Flash Gordon's um, spaceship. I had three ships. Everybody had three ships. I had Flash Gordon's spaceship. I had the Winnebago from Spaceballs. And then uh, the Futurama ship. So those were my uh, three uh, uh, ships for my fleet. Sounds legit. But, oh my gosh, it was pretty fun. So he, I mean, they had all uh, the different sheets um, from the game of the the stats and stuff. But uh, the thing with it, they said whatever ships you destroyed in the game, you get to take home with you. So uh, I mean, Isaac and Grace and John and Gabe and Bo and myself and several other people. There's like ten of us playing. And we were just all just going after each other. And, of course, everybody wanted the Winnebago from Spaceballs. So I got uh, uh, blown up pretty quick after, like, round three. But it that was that's a lot of fun. It was just dice chucking and, you know, get your ships on there and just fire your phasers. And there's some ships have torpedoes and pretty simple rules. They're free online, actually. And you can download them. The game's been out for a long time. But so it was, it's, you know, those are games you play at conventions and that are fun where you meet people and sure. just interact. Yeah. And so we had a lot of, a lot of time. I played a couple other games too as well. Uh, miniatures, uh, Fistful of Lead, Cowboy One. Um, that's really fun. And then I played one that's called Zombie Outbreak by uh, Ryan. He's, uh, <laughs> he developed this. It's, it's like the second, uh, second time he's done it. But he basically took a bunch of miniatures from Zombicide, painted them all up, but he handcrafted these buildings. And, oh, my gosh, he made these rules himself, designed them. And just you talk about intricate. And he had voice adaptation. And we had to go. One of the first missions we had to do, we're in this city infested by zombies. We had to go to a, a tower and uh, repair, gather, we had to search for some like ba uh, batteries and um, mechanical pieces to fix the tower. And while all fighting off zombies and we get there and fix it up. And of course he flips on this little switch and all of a sudden the tower's working and it lights up and it's uh, flashing a signal. Then he pulls out this audio and does some speaking or it does some tap some things on his phone and says some audio uh, hints for our next mission. That's we get receive some that we're going to go find these survivors. And oh my gosh, wow. it was, that's it a lot was, of work oh for like a home brew. Gosh. 
Oh my gosh, it was really cool. He did a fabulous job, and it wow. was so intricate, and it was really cool. But the oh my gosh, the painted miniatures and the the handcrafted buildings and all this stuff, and it was he did a really good job. It was pretty awesome. We had a lot of fun playing it. So yeah, I got to play some of those longer miniature type games that really are meant for conventions than than your average uh, game day type stuff. But it was a lot of fun. All right, so uh, what's been on my table is. Bosk, uh, Chris, we we saw this yeah. originally at what was it Origins, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Origins this summer. Yeah, and they had uh, if you bought it there, you got that big squirrel meeple that was like decked <laughs> out. <laughs> That's the only reason to buy it, I thought. Well, I mean, the base <laughs> at that game, point. yeah, the base game still comes with some uh, some small squirrels uh, for each character, but in this game of Bosk, it's basically a the board is a national park so there's a bunch of different territories this game is actually it's deceiving because uh you're not 100 percent sure what it's what it's going to be but it, it's essentially an area control game with with 3d tree standees and those leaves you know those wooden like leaves that come with the game and, and you're basically scoring areas that you control and it's just when you boil it down as an area control game but uh, what really stands this one apart is the artwork in this game is just outstanding. It's just so beautiful. You walk. It's one of those games where you walk by and you're like, ooh, what's that? That's that's yeah. kind of pretty. And the, obviously the 3D uh, trees look great. And then there's these wooden leaves. And each of the characters or players of the game will get one of the seasons. And so each of the trees are, you know, you're going to have your like summer trees and your fall trees and your winter evergreens and stuff like that. And there's different leaf shapes and colors that come with it for those little wooden pieces. So the components are just outstanding. Uh, but essentially, uh, in the game, you're placing your trees base uh, that have different numbers on them, and you're you're going in rows and columns, and you're trying to get the most uh, value of trees in your rows and columns. And then after that phase, you then go ahead and score all the rows and columns, uh, and they're really like trails, really between the columns. Anyway. And so you score for being first or if you're the only one. And so it's it's just very tactical. You go back and forth. Even on a two-player game, it actually plays pretty well. But I can see on a four-player, just be cutthroat. And then you score all the trees. And so it's more than just placing the trees to try to get the rows and trails because those give you some good points, but it doesn't give you a lot of points. What's really interesting is the next phase your trees are dropping leaves and so everybody has these big like chunky like leaves that have numbers printed on they're like cardboard but they're like thick and everybody has the same numbers in a, in a squirrel leaf and essentially uh there's wind directions and we go each wind direction and you have to play one of the numbers and so if you play like a six you get six leaves that's going to drop from the tree that you choose for the number and then it has to go where the wind's blowing for that and so you have to move the leaves amongst the the board um going on the squares and the direction of the wind and there's some other stuff where you can try to cut cover each other's leaves up which is where it gets pretty cutthroat and we're, there's a lot of strategy here because you're having to plan ahead and essentially you just keep start removing your trees everybody goes around and you'll get eight rounds where you'll drop leaves from all your trees including a squirrel that'll come and help you and <laughs> gotta <laughs> love squirrels i know the squirrel will actually cover up a stack of leaves and that means you control that stack because whoever's on leaf is on top is who controls that square and so a leaf uh, a squirrel will lock down that pile so nobody else can cover it up and then you have it and so then after all the trees are gone you have a board full of leaves and 
uh, then you check to see who who has the most in each area because there's like six areas or so. And uh, then you score a lot more points in this phase for who controls the round. So very interesting game. It's it's a little lighter. It's not very difficult, but the strategy is definitely there because you have to be thinking ahead uh, both when you're placing and trying to control and get a lot of points in the first phase, but also you want to set yourself up. You don't want all your trees in like one section of the board because good luck getting your leaves to all the other parts. Really interesting game. Um, really enjoyed it when I was reading this one, when I was reading the rules, I'm like, well, this seems a little simple. And as I started playing, I'm like, okay, this is not as simple as you think it is. There's definitely a lot of strategy there. So really enjoyed this one. Uh, I, I recommend everybody check it out. It's a, a cheaper, it's kind of a cheaper game. It's not super expensive and it looks great and it plays, it plays really well. Um, in fact, actually, uh, on our Instagram, I don't know if you saw this, Chris, the one of the developers, her name's Erica Hayes. I'm going to butcher this. Sorry. Hayes Boreas, I think is her last name. Sorry. It looks like I think she's Canadian potentially. Anyway, she's one of the developers for the game. She actually commented on her picture on Instagram for oh, the game because nice. we posted it, um, which is pretty cool. But I was also looking into her and what else she's designed. She designed the Scott Pilgrim minis uh, game that um was on kickstarter i believe um that she was also renegade games i want to say yeah she developed oh. the she was the designer for scott pilgrim's minis uh ghostbusters card game kodama 3d so she's gotten oh quite a few games and and i'm looking at her profile she was actually a, a she's a full-time teacher so she does the board oh, game fun. design on the side cool. yeah yeah so kind of crazy but um shout out to her if you're listening to this uh but <laughs> yeah uh, Bosk is a lot of fun. Kudos. I su- suggest you try it out. It's a good fall game. <laughs> Appropriate time. Yeah. So anyway, that was Bosk. All right. The games we play reviews Gizmos. Gizmos is published by Simon or Kamon. I still don't know. <laughs> I still call it Simon. <laughs> it's a two to four player game that plays in 40 to 50, 50 minutes. And uh, Chris, you want to go ahead and give a brief description about the game? Yeah, the the game is about the smartest minds of our generation are gathering together at the great science fair. Everyone's been working hard on their creations, but only one will be crowned champion. Contestants have to think on the fly to build the machines quickly and efficiently whose project will be the best. In Gizmos, you want to build engines. Engines within the game that get things done faster. Using the four types of energy marbles plucked from the 3D marble dispenser, you purchase and construct new additions to your works. As you build, new attachments can trigger chain reactions, letting you do even more on your turn. Whoever builds the greatest machine and collects the most victory points wins. Gizmos, as in the description, you're building an engine. Uh, (laughs) That you do. It's basically an engine building game. Uh, Just to give like a mental picture here of the game, there's actual 3D uh, dispenser and now the second edition comes with like a plastic base that uh that i found that you have uh, in my version we played with the first edition that has a cardboard base but to be honest the cardboard one really is pretty sturdy i haven't had any problems with it but that's pretty cool that they put the plastic one uh but essentially it's a little dispenser and uh there's a reservoir where you put these colored marbles in there there's like red black yellow and blue blue 
Yes, yeah. red, yellow, black, and blue. And uh, there, puts in the hopper, and then there's a little channel where a hole comes out, and, and it only shows, I believe, six marbles at a time. Each person gets their own little tableau, and then they get a starting card, and then you get this little ring where you get to put your marbles in, which was a smart move, so the marbles don't go everywhere on the table, and so they kind of contain it. And then in the middle of the table, there's a uh, three phases or three levels of cards. You got your level one, your level two, and level three cards, and then each row, you're, you have a certain amount of cards that are showing, and that's basically the game and the setup. Essentially, on your turn, you're taking one action. One of the actions you can do is you can take a marble from the dispenser you can pay marbles from your storage and build a gizmo from the middle or from your from your reserve or they call it the archive you can file a card which allows you to take a card from the middle and put it into your archive making it safe from other players and allowing you to build on future turns and then there's a research action which allows you depending on your research level to pick a deck and go through the face down ones and a certain number look at them pick one that you can either file or you can build and then you put the rest back on the bottom and that's basically all the actions of the game where the engine building actually comes in is from these gizmo cards on the gizmo cards they actually have a chain reaction on a lot of them and so by what i mean a chain reaction it'll have something like hey if you pick up a blue marble then you get to do x so a lot of times it's hey you pick up this marble you get a random marble from the hopper well you could get multiple pick those blue marbles up or you could get like a pick your blue marble out pick one from there and then those chain together there's ones like for your your build action right this is what you had if you build if you build any certain color of card or gizmo then you get marbles and so in your case i think you were getting like two or three marbles when you built certain ones, which is pretty cool. And then victory points uh, on top of that. Yeah. Good and line. then victory yep. points. Yeah. Yep. And then that's what Scott was doing too, which was chaining other things. There's ones that, Hey, if you build from your archive, if you archive or file, or if you research, then you get these extra options. There's converters. So this is also what I really like about from other engine building games because these converters allow you to convert other color of marbles to other ones so you can say hey convert yellow ones to whatever color your choice so it kind of takes out a hey if some of the marbles that you want aren't coming out doesn't matter you have these converters there's converters like one to two or two to many um so a lot of these different options and each of the levels obviously ratches it up so that's that's where the engine building comes out it's because you chain reaction and you activate all these gizmo cards where you can by the end of the game you're chaining eight or nine cards so you're getting really like eight or nine actions which is pretty cool the game ends when somebody uh gets their fourth advanced or level three card or 16 toll gizmos in their tableau and then the game ends and everybody finishes out the round at the end of the game, you look at your gizmo cards and see who has the most victory points, and this is the winner who has the most victory points. Pretty simple, I think. Um, hopefully that you kind of got a good idea or can kind of visualize it. Um, so, Chris, the artwork in this game, what do you, what do you think about the artwork? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of cool. Um, very, I don't want to say bubbly. Um, yeah, yeah, that's I, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of... It's lively. I, I, yeah, I didn't say cute, but it was it, lively. Yeah, lively and bubbly. Um, the yeah, it's the box is just a bunch, a kind of a big gadget, where you see these balls and stuff around it, and the cards are that kind of way. And um, but yeah, the, the whole art is is very colorful. 
it's got those uh, the main four different colors in it mixed around in the in the art. But uh, yeah, it's it's lively, bubbly, kind of go with that. And each one of the pictures on the gizmo cards, they're like actual gizmos, like yeah. just like things that are invented. It's, it, it's like electrical things or lights and wires. Like most of it doesn't really resemble anything in real life per se. It just looks like these gadgets, which is, I mean, the theme of the game, right? Yeah, I guess is. I didn't even, honestly, I didn't know until you read the description, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was in the rule book that I skipped over. Um but yeah, I, I agree. Just lively and bubbly, and it's kind of fun to look at the pictures. Yeah. They're they're Very definitely colorful, unique, bright, bright mm-hmm. colors. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, the artwork's good. I, I mean, nothing like it, it's not dull, but it's not it's not like super pretty. Like uh, you know, something like wingspan, it's wingspan yeah. or or Bosk. It's not like artistic, right? No. It's just it's more just. Yeah, graphic art. I, I don't know. I, I think it fits the theme well, and it's appro- yeah. It's definitely appropriate for what they're trying to do with the game. So it doesn't distract from it, but I think it kind of kind of enhances the, yeah. the aspect yeah. of what it. I yep. agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I would say like two thumbs up on the artwork here. Nothing like extraordinary, but at the same time, it definitely enhances the game and um, doesn't take away from it by any means. Rule book. Okay, so the rule book. Uh, Chris, uh, like most of the games we play, yeah. I, I'm the one who did the rule book and taught, and uh, I don't think you got to look at the rule book. I'm not sure. No, you never handed it to me. So, <laughs> Sounds I, about right. Brian owns the game. I don't. So, yeah. I well, I mean, yeah, yeah. you can do. Um, yeah. So the rule book on this is pretty simple. The There's two actually books. Well, I don't know if you call a book when it's a page. So there's a page where it has a reference with advanced rules, and then the other one's like a... It's a four pages, you know, front and back. And um, it's it's written the, – the style of it is like a notebook paper. So it actually has like blue lines through the whole thing, which makes it a little busy. Um, it also kind of makes it look like it's a school thing because there's like highlighting and notes off to the side. So they obviously took and embraced the style and theme into the rule book. Um, it didn't really take away the the highlighting and stuff. It was actually kind of nice because it highlighted uh, important rules not to forget, which I liked. Uh, the flow was normal. It, it, I mean, it talked about all the actions and order. There was a few questions that we had when we played, Chris, that uh, it didn't really address in the game. And so we just kind of assumed that, like, in the spirit of the game, this is how it should be played. Um and I know we looked up another rule and it was not really in the spot that I thought it was going to be. And so I had to find it somewhere else. We did get the answer for it. So overall, the rule book was uh, it was good. It was, it was better than Star Wars Rebellion. I can tell you that. And, <laughs> a little fewer uh, pages. Yeah, but the, the layout yeah. was just a little weird. It was a little busy. It was kind of distracting for me. Sometimes I'm a little ADD when it comes to that. And so it was a little hard to... Uh, flow through there and try to go through the setup is kind of weird too. Um, again, it, it, it's listed. It's just, it, it just, I don't know. It was kind of distracting it. Maybe it was just me because all the stuff on there. So I would say it was a good rule book, but it, like I said, it was kind of distracting. And then there's a supplemental page, which I'm not even sure why they even needed that because it was such a small rule book. 
All right, so uh, components. Let's talk about the components because I think that's where this is where I really think the game is unique because of the components in it. Um, so, Chris, what do you think about the components in this game? So that's where I think, like you said, this is very unique and it shines. Is that whole uh, dispenser? That's a pretty cool. Um, um, concept of it, uh, be it, I'd love to see this plastic base that's in the second edition, but yeah. it, the cardboard base or whatever, and just the whole balls you're pulling out and you're pulling them on your tray and utilizing in uh, those, uh, just how the aspects of that goes with the cards. I think it's pretty cool. The components are, they mix the, the, the 3d dispenser with the, the more different colored marbles. And then you get the cards Then you got that. Um, what is that? More of a cardboard circle. Uh, yeah, your, your over, ring, your, your storage ring, where you store yep. these, uh, your uh, energy balls or your basically your colored balls until you uh, uh, um, spend them and stuff. But uh, I think it's pretty cool. I, I love the marble aspect. I love the, the tactile feel of it. It's something yeah. different than your other components in other games. Oh, yeah. So it's it's unique in that aspect of that. So that, that gives it kind of the flavor of... Of, it did. Of dealing with actually physically pulling something out, be it in the, the blind pull from the hopper or pulling it from the dispenser tray and putting it in there and kind of, yeah, just, I, I like the feel of it. I like yeah, the looks sure. of it too. And it's, it's just, it's a different aspect than other games, which is unique in it. So pretty cool. I like um, the components. Yeah, absolutely. The game kind of reminds me, we'll talk about, you like that like this. It reminds me of a game like um, Splendor or Century Spice Road. It really kind of has the same type of feel. But like Splendor, instead of using poker chips, you're using these these marbles. It's basically the same thing, right? But for some reason with the marbles, it just feels cooler and also adds some random uh, randomness to it and some different selection for picking out the marbles because you know i think at one time when we were playing like four of the six marbles were all yellow and we were oh, all yes. looking for like blue and there's no blues you Red. know yeah yeah and so it adds a little more complexity and by complexity not very much complexity but like some strategy and options that you won't get in some of these other games just because of that mechanic so it I, you can tell they probably started out with that as kind of a gimmick, right? But they actually built a, ga a decent game around it that actually plays really well. So oh, yeah, I, I would say the components are really good. I really like the hopper. I really yeah. like the marbles. Definitely fun to play with. I don't know. It just is cool. And, and then the cards. I know they're square-shaped cards, but they feel good. I think, I think if it was any other like small cards or regular card size, it just wouldn't play or function very well just because of how the it would get really unruly in your tableau so i think it was a nice uh i think it was a nice uh choice to go with the square smaller square cards in this game for those gizmos yeah i agree i think it's a little a little thicker cardboard than uh, other cards i've seen yeah, or other it games was. so yeah so the whole feel of it i i think that enhanced the the whole play yeah absolutely all right so let's talk about the likes uh chris what were your likes in this game I, I'm really starting to like uh, um, engine building games. Yeah. Uh, I, I really am. I'm starting to get more uh, introduced to some of these type of games. And the, we played this at Gen Con when you first purchased it. And I, I was just holding, looking at the display and I was a little little lost just trying to figure it out. Of course, it was it was pretty late and it was a long oh, day. Yeah, long it was, day it was like at the, the last yes, day it was. for sure. It was that last Saturday. Yeah, that night we, we stayed in that uh, convention hall or the, uh, that uh, hotel lobby hall. Yeah, uh, for a long oh, time. Was late, that was yeah. a lot of fun. But um, so when I sitting down when we played, uh, you Scott and I played it the other day, 
um, just pulling it out and I started thinking of it and figuring out, okay, you gotta, you gotta uh, file the archive and, and build and, re- and this. And, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's really cool. And there's so much strategy of what the cards come out. You're like, okay, I can do this most. I can, if I do this, this enhances this. So therefore I can um, do this action. Then I can trigger this action. I can trigger this action. I can do this. And I love that. I'm starting to real, uh, figure that out that I love strategy games to begin with, but this game is a thing game of where's like hey you know what i could really get that chain reaction going i've got this started so if i add this piece to it uh, i can really get that ball rolling and I, that, I like that i really like that once i figured that out and just like uh got the feel of it of the how the game plays i'm like oh that that's pretty fun that's pretty cool so i really love that engine building aspect of what they did with this game plus also just reaching in grabbing the marbles and or pulling them out and seeing them and getting the different colors and the set collection of that kind of aspect i think that's pretty cool those are those are two big yeah, likes for me absolutely yeah I, you know i think some of the listeners may know and maybe not but i'm the engine building guy that's, yeah. that's my game i mean if, if there's even a little engine building the game i'm I, it's going to be like one of my favorite games i just love engine building um and the, the the problem is with some engine building games i don't like them all right but some of the engine building games the problem with it is it sometimes it ends too early right so you're just getting your engine going and then oh game's over um splendor sometimes feels that way for me unless you're like the first you know in first place and you're just smearing everybody but most of the time you're just getting to that place where you're getting to do a lot of cool stuff this game i think is just right i don't know about you but it comes to a point when you're in the last like quarter of the game where you just feel way overpowered like I shouldn't be able to be able to do all this, but I can. And it's fantastic. It gives you such a good feeling. You've built up this whole game, all these cards that make these decisions. And then suddenly you can utilize it and do all these actions. And you're ha- you, like Scott. And for example, was like getting a million marbles every turn. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, doing all and building multiple things every turn. Cause he built up the engine. You're doing all these things and getting all these extra points when you're building stuff and you're chaining off of this build to give me this, to give me this. And I, that's what I really like this game. This is something I haven't seen in engine building where the engine you're building is your, chaining yeah the actions i have never seen that in a game quite like this usually it's like hey you get extra plays or extra this or extra this this you're actually building the chaining off each other which is really unique and i i just i love that combine that with the marble and the hopper really cool and most of all there's multiple ways the to create those chain reactions, to create that engine. You can go down like the route and I've, I've done this personally. I've seen other people like what Scott did. He, he got onto where you build stuff that gives you and chains these other things that gives you more marbles. So essentially every turn for the last like five, six turns, he builds something pretty big, gets a lots of points for it and then gets enough marbles to build something his next turn and then builds his next turn and then builds his next turn. That's a really cool engine. Um, Your engine is you were doing the filing and building, but 
you weren't necessarily getting like the resources per se, but you were getting all these extra victory points. And then you got another card that gave you bonus victory points for how many other victory points you had. And then I was, I, I kind of changed my mind a little too early and I kind of got a little behind. I only lost by like 10 points, which wasn't that much, but I was more getting, Hey, this pick changed this pick, which changed this pick kind of thing. And um, and we all have different strategies and we all had the opportunity to win if, you know, maybe I could have played a little more optimally. And you you towards the end could have you were talking that maybe, hey, you shouldn't have taken this upgrade over this other card. But still, like we were all in the game and there's all these different ways to play it. I have played this game multiple times and everybody plays it a little differently. And I've seen people win multiple ways, which is great. That's what I love about this. And um, a lot of engine building games basically hey once you find the optimal way you just do it and it wins every time that's not this way yeah i don't so. think there's an optimal way in this there's so many different factors that affect that and yes. you're not going to run into that every single time i agree with nope. that i really like that too um one last not to keep gushing about this game one last like i really like is uh in some of these engine building games sometimes the the dependency on what cards or whatever comes up the luck of what comes up it can really hamper you. Yep. You know, you're going yep. down this route and you're like, ah, oh, the cards are just not coming out. That's one of the things like wingspan, unfortunately, because wingspan, you kind of engine build. I feel like that's one of the, the areas that that lacks in that this doesn't where you're just the luck of the bird cards that come out right in that game. In this game, you have that research action, which from the very get go, you get a base of three research cards, i.e. if you remember from my intro, you can draw from one of the piles how many research cards you have, and then you get to pick one and archive it, which triggers the archive action, like yeah. in your case, or yeah. the build action, like in Scott's case, right? It's a win-win. And with your upgrades, what? You were pulling eight, nine cards at the end of the game? Yeah, eight yeah. cards. Because you have all game. those upgrade cards, which also I really love upgrades that you can upgrade how many marbles you have, how many research and files. Anyway, but they have a built-in mechanic in the game to battle. Well, okay, well, there's seven what there's nine cards out there two from the level three three from the level two and four yep, from and four um that combats that you know you have the engine and looking for specific cards if they don't come up it breaks your engine to build upon it well guess what i can just research and find the card if i want you know um and when it comes to level three you could basically go through the whole deck in one turn and get exactly what you wanted so it really combats that and i really like that 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 it really takes a lot of the randomness out of this game there's still some randomness but yeah, it, there it negates a lot of it and i i love that anyway i'll stop gushing i i think i just talked for like four <laughs> minutes about my likes um uh anyway so let's move on to dislikes chris so we've been talking about all these cool things the great things about this game is there any dislikes for you for this yeah one of the things i alluded to in the beginning when i first pulled this out um, I, I could see how this could be overwhelming when you sit down and you've got, okay, you've got this, this, the board that's set in front of you that allows you to put your archive, pile, yep. your file, your upgrades, your builds, your, uh, all this stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh, there's, um, there, there can be so much things of trying to figure out right off the bat yep. of how does this all work and how does this going to go together? That can be overwhelming yes, for some yes. people. And I, I really understand that. And like I said, when we pulled it out that Saturday night at Jed God, I was way tired and I was like, it wasn't clicking in to, right off the bat. And then this next time, oh, it did it much better that, but I could see how yep. some people could be very intimidated by the, oh my gosh. And all this, so many moves. Moving parts that are uh, that are um, 
interconnected and stuff. And that, that could be just, that could be a turnoff for some people. I could see how they could not, uh, they could maybe dislike that in that aspect. Um, like I said, it, it took me a couple plays and once I did, I figured it out, figured it out. I love the engine building aspect. Yes. So I really like it. Um, I got past that initial, um, confusion of how everything is going to work and trying to optimize. And I, you know, I want to, I want to be successful the first yes. time out and, and I wasn't the first time yep. out. So, um, that, I didn't let that, that throw me, but I could see how some people could be turned off. Oh, that. I don't disagree. There, there is a lot of symbology in this game because yep. on the gizmo cards, there's symbols. There's no text on what that does. You have to look those up, which I mean, is a good and bad thing. I can see if, Hey, you play this game all the time. This is something you learn. It is a lighter game. I mean, it's like a one point, uh, what is it on BGG, a 1.95 on here, which is not like, it's not a medium game, but it's not super light. No. But I think it's because of the symbology. It is a tough game to teach. Right. I, I'll give you that because you have to go over all the symbols. It almost takes sometimes longer to teach. It takes like half of the game yeah, play time yeah. to teach this game every time i've played this i've played this with family i've played this with multiple different friends of varying game levels you know uh people who are more in the hobby game more people who are you know gateway and this is a tougher game to teach it's not hard it's just there's a lot of symbology and there's no words on the cards that help you and so that that's what that one reference sheet really is it has all the symbols on there so you can pass that around once I think after a few rounds, you get the symbols and it's not a big yep, deal. Yep. But yes, it is sometimes can be a little approachable, a little overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff at first. The second dislike, and, and, and maybe it's not really a dislike. It's just this game has the ability that if you make poor or suboptimal choices, you basically put yourself out of the game instantly. Yeah, it hampers it really um, tight. Yeah. Because of those chain reactions can get really epic. You know, this change, this change, this change, this change, this change, this. If you don't do it optimally or make optimal choices, you're <laughs> you're getting one action while everybody's getting three, four, five, six, seven actions, right? And so I I I don't really put in my dislike per se because it allows you to have a really cool engine building game because of all the options you can and you can get really OP feeling because you get so efficient. But I'm just going to it's a more of a warning that if you play with people that if they don't make great decisions, they're not going to have a fun time in this game. They're going to get frustrated by the end of the game because everybody else is doing so well and not that that's a bad thing. I think in any game, if you make bad choices, it should punish you, right? Because you're not making good decisions. But some games more handhold you or have catch-up mechanics. This one does not yeah. at all. If you screw up, you screw up. So uh, you only get so many gizmo cards, right? You only get 16 max. So there's once you get six or eight cards in, you're invested. And, and it's hard to switch gears, Um so just throwing that out there if you play it or if you played it with other people and been frustrated with it, just know that if you do play suboptimally, it could be kind of a frustrating experience. But when you play optimally and you get that engine going, it is so gratifying. All right. So let's go ahead and let's let's go move on to the last part of our review. Let's talk about our scores. Chris, what's your overall feeling or review for this game? To me, I think this is an eight. It's a game that. Um, I'm uh, the more I play it, it's growing on 
uh, my love for it. Um, it is one that if you'd say, hey, let's uh, pull this out and let's play this. I'm like, yeah, let's play Gizmos. This would be a, a good one to play. Um, I really love the, the, the engine building aspect of it. I love the 3D components of it that tactile uh, feel of pulling the mar uh, marbles and dealing with them as well as with the cards. It, it, it's a quality game and, and it, it's won several awards and it's been nominated for yeah, several think, awards. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I think it was a Mensa Select winner, I believe, and like a Origins yeah. Uh, 20... Uh, yeah, 2019 Best uh, Origins Best Board Game nominee, Mensa Select winner of 2019, 2018... Yeah. Uh, Golden Geek Best Family Board Game nominee, so it's it's, it's up there and it's really yeah, high on the rankings for family and forty five and family. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's a quality yeah. game, really is, and I think it's the the more I play it, um, it's uh, it's growing on me. So this is one that definitely would it's one I'm considering wanting to purchase. Um, it's it's two to four players plays in only like forty five well, minutes. Well, that's so it, the, I think that's misleading. I've never played a forty five yep. minute game of this. It, I. It's more of an hour. It's, it's more of an hour, hour 15, yep. to be honest. Now, if you get the same people that play it and you don't have AP with any of the players, right. it is a 45-minute play, playing game. But I've played this uh, probably a half dozen to a dozen times. I've never had a game of it under an hour. Yeah, which which I can see that. But for me, an hour game, that's perfect. Oh, yeah, really. for me too. That's a good yep. optimal time for family-style games is that 45 minutes to 60-minute yep. window. And th that this one falls in it. Like you said, if you have somebody who just makes a decision and goes and plays with it, uh, it you're going to get close under 60 yeah. minutes but you have any of those thinky people that stop and try to analyze everything yeah you're going to be more that hour 15 yeah but I, agree. I, I really like this to me it's it's an eight it is a game that i would want to purchase the game that i i'd want to play and if somebody said hey let's play this i'm like yeah let's pull it out we got an hour let's yeah. go okay well i agree uh i want to put mine at 8.5 that's just probably because i enjoy yeah, and I, engine I enjoy <laughs> engine building and, and this is yeah. probably my current favorite engine building game i own Ooh. um I, I it's if if i want to play a great engine build this is the game that this just scratches every itch in, in engine building just because you can create a very custom engine that may or may not work but there's different ways you can get about it i've seen people win many different ways in building with very many different engines and i really like that um if you like, well, we can get to that here in a second. But yeah, I, I would I would give it a solid eight point five. Um, I'm not going to get much higher just because it's it is just an hour engine building game, right? I I would rather play like a Star Wars Rebellion or something like that or War of the Ring, but uh, Gizmos is definitely up there. It's uh, it was an unintended uh, it was an unintended departure. Purchase? No, the yeah. departure from my oh. top seven that should have been in my top seven, honestly, when I did my all time games. But it's probably my number seven favorite game oh, of all my nice. games. Just I just really like it. So um do check it out. I it is it is a good family game. Um it probably is a little more complex than your average family game like Splendor or Century or something like that. So just put that with a grain of salt. It just ratches it up a little bit. So that actually rolls into like that, like this. So for like that, like this, I would say if you like Splendor, this is a game for you because it gives you the same feel. I mean, heck, you even have the same almost tableau with the cards out in the middle, right? Um, except for it gives you a lot more options in a much cooler and more streamlined 
uh, engine, and I like that. It, it, so if you like Splendor, but maybe getting a little bored, and you want something a little more complex, this is the game for you. Yeah, I, I was thinking more if you like Azul, um, that aspect of uh, pulling those tiles and, and doing that. It, 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 I think this is, like you said, is a step up from the engine building from those type of games. But yeah, if, if you've like Azul, which was uh, 2017, 2018 game yeah. that uh, won some awards and was really highly sure. um, taught and spoke about, if you like that, I you definitely like it. Yeah, most, Azul really doesn't have any stuffing. engine building per se, but it has kind of that strategy and thinking through stuff. And that's what I was kind of thinking. That's where this one steps up that. For sure. For uh, sure. From yeah, there's not much of engine building no, in Azul, no. but it's that picking up and putting it here and, and strategizing different the, the, the different components yeah. in that aspect. Um, so, yeah. I, I would also say like uh, Century Spice Road or um, yep. it, it, Century Spice Road has some good engine building in it. And uh, it's a little... It's a little one note engine building because you're just trying to get cards that trade out different spices or if you're the golem crystals. And that's really the one note of your engine is whoever has the most efficient way to get to the point cards. This game, like I said, has way more engine building because you're you're engine building your your actions, right? And giving you more chain reactions. So kind of gives you the same feel, but I like this better than Century Spicer. And I'm yeah. a huge fan of the Century games, but um, definitely like this one better. But gives you the same feel. And again, it's a little more complex, so it's a nice little step over to this game. Um, can you think of any other games? Well, uh, definitely uh, Quacks of Quinlanburg has got that little engine building regarding pulling sure. out the uh, that but aspect. But with, with push, so, your, push yeah, your luck instead. That, that, that push your luck instead of the chain reaction type. Yeah. But uh, there's some of what the ingredients you put oh, in your definitely. bag. It's 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 definitely yeah. uh, the engine yeah because you're kind of hedging your bets on your your yep. luck a little bit and yep. and this game kind of yep. does that too as you get those cards yep. and upgrade your actions you're you're kind of pre- you're kind of taking the randomness out of it and putting more control yep. in your hand yeah absolutely yep streamlining everything your yeah. play all right well that concludes our review of Gizmos by Come On Games <laughs> See you on. <laughs> By C um, yeah. it, it's a great game. I I I've, I think I've said that a million times. You're probably getting tired of it, but yeah, I really enjoy it. Please check it out. If it's not a buy, you know, at least find somebody play a demo copy. I I don't think you'll regret it. It's a lot of fun. That's Gizmos. Yep. Okay, this week's love and hate. Chris, you want to go ahead and start out your love and hate? Sure. My love is a game I got to play again over at Fields of Honor after we uh, got through some of the, the gaming sessions. We had a Saturday night open, and uh, so Jamie and I pulled out Quacks of Quinlanburg. Oh, she you loves did get it that. Out. Yeah, I got it out. Nice. I did purchase it, got it in the mail, got it from Cool Stuff Inc., and got it this last week. And actually, just before uh, this week, Two weeks ago, I got it. This week, I got the the Witch's Brew expansion. Oh, did you? So I, did you play with no, it? No, we didn't. I didn't. Oh, I didn't okay. pull it out and didn't read it yet or stuff. But so Jamie and I grabbed it and we got Isaac wanted to play with us. And we got another buddy from the con, Bill. He So we got a four player game in. And I just love this game. I really love the the push your luck mechanic, and the the whole optimization of 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 that that actually engine build type mechanic of pulling the ingredients out, purchasing mm-hmm. it, throwing it in there. Oh my gosh, I I won again. This I've, I've every time I played this game, I've won it, and it's it's maybe that's 
skewed my my view of it, but <laughs> I really love and this. Just to think it's just to think it's a game that you were kind of hesitant about I because know. you kind of thought it was like a solo game, yeah, right? You know, not, not yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you never know, no. right? I, I I do like it. I I like how the it's game fun. plays. It really is a good game. I think you'll like the expansion. Everything I've read about the expansion and the rules for it uh, really takes out some of the more randomness, push your luck, and actually gives you more abilities to catch up. And because you get special powers, and, and you'll see what interesting. I'm about. So, yeah, that this I weekend. think you'll like it. Cool. Yeah, Quacks Quinlanburg, great game. Um, for me, we played the Pearlbrook expansion oh, nice. for Everdale, so we finally got that out. Uh, Everdale is a favorite. I love. It's probably one of my favorite worker placement games right now. Um, I just love the theme of the game. You know, the woodland creatures. The artwork is just stunning. I have the collector's edition, and the components are absolutely amazing. Um, and it's kind of an engine building too. Yeah, <laughs> Go <there> figure. <laughs> it's a worker placement engine building game, and so I just really like it. So we finally got the Pearlbrook expansion out. Um, because I got the collector's edition, apparently adds a bunch of new meeples uh, factions that you can play as. So they like added the otters and and beavers cool. and other stuff. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool shapes. And then adds a uh, a new ambassador. It's like a frog creature, and the frog creature can go to like the river section. There's pearls as a new resource, and the pearls are, oh my word, the components again collector's edition, but fantastic and then it actually replaces some of the basic uh the basic events in the game which i i actually like that better than the basic events in the game it it actually made it so you're not so one focused on one type of card type in your city actually gave you more options because i think in the base game it made you kind of like get down one avenue if you will so added a lot of new options new added a lot of cards and i don't know really good it didn't really add that much more complexity to the game to be completely honest and uh, still had a great time it was really good so that was the pearl book I can't talk. This is hard to say. Pearl Brook expansion for Everdale. Fun. Yeah, it was great. You have to play this. You yeah. got the you Kickstarter. I right? ended up backing it on the Kickstarter, so nice. it'll, it'll you, you come won't. next year. And you got the collector's edition for Pearl Brook, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah, that that was the way to go. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, with some of the there's 3D figures for the monuments for oh. the that replaces. And if you didn't get the you got the retail non collectors, it it doesn't have those. So it really adds to it. It's really cool. And there's little like 3D post signs that say open and close that indicate that you have. Uh, buildings in your city that other people are open to go to. So you flip that around to show, hey, I do have stuff there or clothes. So no, so you don't have to worry about looking at my stuff. Oh, so fun. Kind of, again, not even needed, but no, really. I love that stuff, really though. <laughs> Bling it yeah. out, trick it out. Yes. So you'll be glad you got that. <laughs> Good. So, uh, all right. Hate, Chris, what was your hate this oh, week? Oh, this weather we're getting here in Iowa, this, I hate this. The, oh, I the, know. I, I don't mind the cold. In Iowa, I love the winter aspect, but right now we're in the high 30s, low 40s with rain. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the wet, the wet and the cold and the strong. So I've uh, I've had a few knee surgeries and I don't have any cartilage left in my left knee. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I can feel it right now. It's just oh, just this this time of the period. Um, you sound yeah. like an old man, Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on getting that. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh, but no, this this time of the season is gets. I I'd rather have it snow and cold <laughs> than than that uh, <laughs> just above freezing and wet. 
Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Even though you put your hate as a weather, yeah. but no, I'm just joking. It is. It's uh, that season. But man, I'm with you. It's miserable. Uh, hate for me this week. Uh, I was teeter tottering between two things, and I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with being patient and waiting for games. Uh, right now, I have two pre-orders out. One pre-orders for the Wingspan expansion, or as Emily's calling it, Wing expansion. I don't know if that's what they call it, but the Wing. Um, wingspan european expansion uh waiting on that but i have hey i had to get free shipping right sure. you know so i had to order a bunch of other games with it to get free shipping because the expansion was only 25 dollars uh so i i ordered a bunch of games that i really want and like uh rise of fenris is in there uh so i get i'm getting rise of fenris but nice. that's sitting on that hold order waiting for the pre-order to get done so that's in a month i think it's november 20th or something and then the other the other pre-order is for a tapestry from Stonemeyer games really excited for this one chris have you seen the pictures for this oh, game? oh yeah yeah oh man the components uh some mixed reviews right. i'm not gonna lie some people yeah we'll see the, they're saying the balancing is not quite there but you know what I think people are really wanting a Civ building game. This is not a Civ building game. So anyway, I have that pre-ordered. It comes out November 1st, so it should get shipment. I'm getting like Call to Adventure and a bunch of other games with it that I'm really excited about. So I have some uh, games to talk about, but just hate waiting and like a kid in a candy store, right? Uh, (laughs) uh, My other hate was going to be Kickstarter exclusives. Uh, There's... There's this game. It's like $255, but it has like all these computer chips in it and it it has RFIDs and it goes with this cool app and like other people's plays in that universe affect yours. It's like a space exploration. It it looks really cool, but it's not ever going to retail. Oh, which they say over and over. This is a Kickstarter exclusive won't go to retail. And I'm like. Oh, but this looks so cool, but it's $255. Uh, so, jeez. Yeah. I hate I hate that. So, anyway, it is what it is, right? I feel for you, man. I know I'm that way yeah. on Kickstarter exclusives. <laughs> yeah, I know. you get way more than I do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's my hate this week is waiting for games, the ship, big world problems. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if that's all I can complain about, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Let's go to this outro here. Okay, well, that wraps up episode 25. Hey, one more episode, and we're at six months. Is that right? Yes, that is. Oh, my word. Six months of doing this. This, That's crazy. It feels like it's only been a couple months, but I don't know. Maybe that's just because we got in a routine, I guess. Uh, but no, it's been a fun episode. Maybe we'll, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna preview this. It's just on the spot. I'm going to pull out the unnecessary censorship for episode 26. <laughs> uh, it's been sitting in my. I keep editing it. I keep adding to it. I keep changing it. And you know what? It's never gonna be nope, perfect. Nope. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm, I'll pull it out. Our unnecessary censorship number two for our 26th episode, which will be six months, which is kind of a kind of an achievement i think i think for us heck yeah especially for amateurs that don't oh. know what they're doing you know just figuring this out as we go when brian says amateurs he means real amateurs <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> we don't do this at all. No. Yeah, I, this is not our day jobs. We're not actors. We're not voice actors. We have no entertainment abilities. We don't have abilities. sound engineering positions you, or degrees. You notice there's no video involved with our faces with this because that's for hey, a reason. Not yet. Well, <laughs> we'll hey, get there. Call me, we'll you get call there. me ugly? No, no. I, I'll, have to, do my, I'll have to do my hair. <laughs> oh, uh, what hair you have left? The high and tight. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why I keep it short. Anyway, so it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing a lot of games this weekend. Maybe yep. try out some new games at Cardboard Caucus. I'm sure we'll have some stories and things to talk about from takeaways for next week. Um, and then after that, I, I have nothing else to look forward to. We're done with episode 26 and no more conventions for the rest of the year. Like, what are we going to do? Wow. It's going to be pretty boring. We'll have to figure something out. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm It'll sure we'll come up with something. We'll just we'll just not try to let the winter depression hit us. Oh, Otherwise, no. it'd be kind of a boring episode. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so, Chris, anything else happening with you? Or anything else uh, you want to cover? Uh, no, I'm just getting done with football season. Uh, we finished up our last middle school game this week, and getting ready for wrestling season. High school and wrestling season to start here. I've got about uh, two and a half weeks off. <laughs> no, oh, boy. No, no practices. And then uh, getting ready to start the high school season. So be a, a full uh, full throttle forward on that at that time. And then, and then winter starts. Yep, and then, then winter, uh, yes. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Get some game days in. Those are, yes. those are great times to do game days, those right? Definitely. Those, yep, we'll yeah, do that. for sure. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And then, hey, before we know it, Origins sign up is going to be up. I know. And I forgot Origins and Gen Con. And- I've been looking at that. And, I, you know, honestly, there was one that popped up. Uh, was it Geek Way of the West? The one in St. Yeah. Louis? And that's that's the week before Origins. Oh, so, gosh. Oh, I know. That'd be kind of rough. I was looking. I was like, oh, St. Louis. That's a only, little rough? That's only six and a half or seven hour drive for us. That's better than Origins. And uh, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, it is a lot yeah, better than but, Origins. Uh, yeah, but then it's the week before Origins, so oof, we'll have to figure something out. There's there's a couple of these other smaller cons I'd love to go to, like BGG East or BGG West or uh, the Dice uh, Dice Tower cons, and uh, those. Did I say that wrong? Uh, no, Dice the, Tower the, yeah, East, the, Dice Tower West, BGG, West. Yeah, the yeah. BGG con. Some of those, you know, smaller ones, those mid sized. Uh, uh, once I'd love to give a try so we'll have to figure it out yeah. we'll have to take a look maybe some of these uh, shorter ones and I know there's a couple in Kansas City I've heard are really good I still would love to go up to uh, uh, Fantasy Flight Games up in uh, Minnesota that's only four hour drive for us yeah that, that would be really that, cool to check that place weekend. out I think, that'd be I think cool we could do that I think maybe yeah, we take maybe we take Emily and Jamie and go up there for a weekend or something like that maybe some, we'll fig- oh, that figure something out that would not be a bad idea I can guarantee you Emily would be on board. Uh, guarantee Jamie would be too. <laughs> <laughs> and this will probably be the first time she hears about it. Uh, we've talked a little bit about some things. I but, met Emily. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Uh, oh, love you, honey. <laughs> she'll, be, she'll probably be pulling out her phone and like sending the email and getting the calendar yeah, set yeah, up. Man. Boom. Okay. Lock it down. Yeah, get it done. Yep. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, we do appreciate you and thank you for listening and making it to episode 25. Here's to another 25 to our 50 that will hit somewhere around uh, April, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. If you have any feedback or ideas for shows or things you want to see up on the show, 
please reach out to us and email us at gamesweplaypod at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. Post in all these pictures of the games we play because it's the games we play. And uh, drop us a like. Drop us a follow. Drop us some uh, messages. I respond back to everything on Instagram. It's fun to interact with people on there um, and see everybody's thoughts and views and ideas about games. So it's a lot of fun. Well, until next week, episode 26, I am Brian. And I am Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.